Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy wherever they get their podcasts. The sound of endurance racing around the world. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of On The Grid. A word about this podcast before we start. We recorded this live, walking around a racetrack, and it was a breezy, crisp morning in Mount Panorama Bathurst, so there's a little bit of wind noise. We apologise for that, but no amount of wind soccery could stop the wind getting into the audio recordings. Still, for the most part, it's not too bad. We really hope you enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoyed putting it together. Anyway, let's get back to the live action here on The Grid. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the On The Grid podcast. I say live, but from the racetrack at the Repco Bathurst 1000 Mount Panorama, I'm Richard Crail. I think I'm still Mark Walker. Good to know. Uh, we're standing currently on the between the third and fourth row of the grid. I reckon this is about where Alan Moffat's Mazda ended up parked against the fence mm-hmm. up on the wall when it rode the wall in 1984. And what we're going to do for this special Bathurst Week edition of On The Grid is take you for a track walk. Now... I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not the fittest human being in the world. In fact, I reckon I'm probably four or five millionth in the list of fit human beings in the world. Uh, so this could go either way. How are you feeling about the next 6,213 metres? Uh, Paulie, also quite unfit. Um, look, if this podcast never airs and someone finds this recorder mm. uh, amongst a corpse that just hasn't quite made it through the cutting, you know, we had a go. We had a big but dip. Please air it. Because I feel like the story needs to be told regardless. Uh, and I hope we don't get run over. I mean, it is entirely awkward, us having a really big boy, loud conversation here, just yeah. standing here in the middle of pitch straight. So we'll see how this goes out. We might get very embarrassed and shamed if other morning yeah. walkers are out there with their puppy dogs trying to uh, enjoy the scenery here at Mount Panorama. I would listen to someone recording a podcast with their puppy dog walking Mount Panorama, but we're, we're joined by two gentlemen putting some TV componentry and cabling in on the start-finish line camera and some gentlemen on a coach hire um, they could sponsor us if they like the racetalk.com hit us up race at uh, putting up the signage for Bryce Forward's pit with Warren Luff who are absolutely going to be on the podium so uh, one thing you notice Mark as we walk our way towards group position number one it's not very wide is it no you wouldn't want to be stalled on the grid and have someone have to go left of you because there's a little bit less than a whole car width really isn't it so interesting Mm. Well, we're now at the start line, so it's that iconic run down towards Hell Corner. Uh, for you, it will be a matter of half a second. For us, it will be three or four minutes of ambling, and we'll join you at Hell Corner, turn one of Mount Panorama on our special on the grid Bathurst preview racetrack walk. Right, we're now 143 metres, slightly uphill from where we once were at Hell Corner, so named because of a tree stump that used to exist almost exactly where we're standing on the apex of the corner where there's now Shannon signage and it was believed to be an act of folly if someone hit that tree stump mark while riding motorcycles around here and died. So you're telling me that was 143 metres? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be hard work. It's <laughs> no good. Uh, a few grandstands up. We've got the, uh, the big corporate suite there, which is sort of the all-in uh, corporate suite that uh, a lot of the smaller brands use during the week because the, the main sort of corporate boxes above the pit boxes are all expensive. Very. Mm. So uh, they're all being set up. Uh, still haven't quite finished the painting here in the inside of the uh, Hell Corner. We've got Shannon's Hell Corner this year. Yeah, a brand that spends a lot of money on motorsport. It's got to be said. Big grandstand on the outside. So the irony, of course, is that... um, grandstand. That was the police. We've been checked out. We've been cased. Careful. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Grandstand seating in these times is actually what they want because you can contact trace or some rubbish. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many people rock up, and especially as we look across to our left, which is the big bank opposite turn one, which is always full. It's interesting to see how full that's going to be on race day. Um, Everyone I've spoken to saying 60 to 70% of a usual 1,000 crowd, so it'll be fun to see exactly how many people rock up. I've got a feeling on Sunday, it, a week from when we record this, it's going to look pretty much like it always does. Yeah, I mean, 
they've got a lot of the garbage bins all set up in the campgrounds around the place, and no doubt we'll walk past a lot of those. So I think they're expecting a reasonable crowd. Like uh, there is a little bit of camping still available at the time of recording, but um, I think people will get a little bit excited and get a bit of FOMO when they uh, realise that there's a race happening at Bathurst and they're not there. What's your favourite turn one moment? Oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> Yours. Mine. Yeah. Uh, do you know, I really enjoyed the start of the 12 hour in 2013 when Craig Baird and the Clearwater Ferrari just jammed it down the inside. Yeah, I feel Contact that. he did. And uh, it was thoroughly exciting. Do you think, I'm look, we're looking up Mountain Straight now as we walk up past Pit Exit, and there's a boom gate across there, and there's lots of walk going on the track. Do you reckon they're going to let us up or not? This could be a really short podcast. <laughs> so, Everything you needed to know about the bottom of Mount Panorama and more. Water on the track. Uh, we've noticed all week as we've been just sneakily coming here for hot laps in a car that mm. there's been a lot of water just sort of dribbling down the hill and across the track. And there's a big line of water there um, across the exit of turn one, which sort of running down the curve. There's been so much water here for the last two weeks. It's been so wet. It hasn't really rained the last day, has it? No, it hasn't, but there's still a lot of standing water around. You wouldn't want to fire it off. Anyway, we're walking past the bollard on pit exit now. Don't hit that as you merge into Mountain Straight. I did. Uh, We're going to take a deep breath, and we will come to you from the hump, the rise, I think, on Mountain Straight. There's a winery there, There so uh, let's go to that. Standing outside number 130 Mountain Strait, which is an address I'm sure, Mark, that you would enjoy owning, uh, a place called Roseview. I'm looking up their driveway. They've absolutely got some painted ripple strip on it, which I've only just noticed. <laughs> it looks a bit nerbeggering there. They've, they've written some uh, some messages of support for the helicopters that fly over, clearly. Um, they're currently, the noise in the background, if you can hear it, is they're putting a new sign up over the track. Cheers, J-Dub. So uh, by the time this hits the street, there'll probably be a big uh, hoo-ha about mm. Jamie Winkup's arrival here in the Bathurst, which sounds like it's going to be reasonably spectacular. Um, of note, what do we find there? You don't want to go off track because no. there's, uh, there's a lot of divots and things from this. All this rain has just dug out the sides of the track, so you don't want to put a wheel off. I mean, you never do, but inadvertently people do get forced wide on these opening laps on the run-up mountain straight and you just don't want to be out there. Uh, we found a bit of debris. We're going to post that photo to the race talk. Mm. Uh, stuck in a hedge. If it's yours, let us know at the race talk or the theracetalk.com. Um, sort of plastic chrome. It strikes me as sort of Japanese Korean car spec. Doesn't have that solid European feel about it. So um, please let us know if that was yours. Yeah, if you've had a massive barry halfway yeah. up mountain straight. In the last, what, 24 months? Possibly. Perhaps? Yeah, let us know. The other thing that's really interesting that you really only get when you walk this place is the elevation change. And when you get under the bridge right next to Mount Panorama Winery, which, by the way, is still on our to-do list. But and it's closed. Yeah, correct. Got it. Um, although at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, okay. Um, is that by the time you get to the hump on Mountain Straight, you are higher than the top level, which is five stories up, of the control tower on Pitt Straight. You're also higher than the top level floor of Ridges Mount Panorama over at the Chase, which is about a kilometre away to our right as we're looking at it. We're looking back down towards Hell Corner. So the elevation change up Mountain Straight is severe, and you can understand why back in the day, the old cars with zero aero, when they pluck gears, they go when they get over there get over the hump there because it is quite a severe elevation change uh so far animal count we've seen sheep on drivers right and horses drivers left no kangaroos yet yet give it time gonna happen we're gonna continue upwards towards griffin's bend named after a former mayor of bathurst mere seconds for you but uh, several rigorous meters higher than we were once before we are now standing at griffin's bend turn two named after mayor martin griffin whose vision it was to find uh, found this place as a public road as a works product in the 1930s to uh, stave off some of the uh, drama caused by the Great Depression in the 1930s. We're standing across looking at a very nice property on the inside. They've got a shipping container set up with some bunting around it so that they can clearly have their own little spectator point. You need to do a deal with them, Mark, and get there to take some photos on the inside because on the official photo map, no one's allowed to go there anymore. That that looks like it's the sort of spectating point that could be purchased with Bundaberg rum. Doesn't it? That is is a really impressive motocross track that they've built for themselves there, isn't it? It is. uh, quite schmick. We've uh, gone past a second Mount Panorama Mm. vineyard that's Mm. also closed, so neither of those are any good to us whatsoever. (laughs) Disappointing, but uh, we'll get there one day. Uh, this is a cool, cool corner off camber on the exit. We know it. We love it. To our right, there's a port and racing cars have ended up down there, haven't they? Barrel rolling 
doesn't it? A Corolla back in the yeah, day or something like 92. that? Yeah, yeah, and the, the great wet of 92. Properly steep here. We once snuck up here, didn't we? Yeah. We broke in through the middle of the track. I mean, came up legitimately through the middle of the track to uh, get some early morning vision at a, about the six hour. And right at the point that we did that, the event director drove past doing his course inspection in the morning. So that was awkward. Um, yeah, what a cool piece of road, though. Uh, on the inside, you can see all the temporary fencing that gets set up for every event. So there's about 30 k's of temporary fencing behind the first line of defence, and that's the kangaroo fence to yep. stop the skippies bouncing over, which it almost entirely does not do successfully because it's not tall enough and there are gaps. And the kangaroos are smart, intelligent animals and will find their way on to the racetrack. But nevertheless, they have to do it. It's there. Kangaroo fence. It's decept- deceptively steep, this last little bit into mm. Griffith's Bend, isn't it? Yeah. You know, people come up here and they have brake failures and they smash the wall, clearly, but gravity takes a bit of speed off, doesn't it? The interesting thing is, when you stand where we are, right on the outside of the corner by the access point, if you're on the inside, you're fine, but the road cambers over so heavily on the outside, doesn't it? So it, it explains why when people get out wide and try to go around the outside here, they always end up parked, I'm, I'm going to say two rows into that tyre barrier of, of three we're looking at there, which has done a good job collecting cars in the past, but the road does camber quite heavily as you fire up, and then on the exit, the whole road sort of cambers across the driver's left and uh, causes people to feed themselves out. I think we're standing almost exactly where David Bernard backed the thing in and caught on fire. Who skids that? A lot of broken glass that I'm currently standing on, which probably is not a great idea, but you can see where they've had the temporary walls in here because it is a driveway access point to this property. And this property on driver's left, it is always sold out with campers and they build their own temporary little grandstands up here in the exit of the turn. Uh, be good to see all them back because that, that adds I mean yeah. it probably doesn't even get counted in the admission to the event no, no it's all private property so it absolutely doesn't yeah that'd be great to see them full right let's uh, deep breaths now uh, the kink Ooh. and then the cutting await us up, up there I'm pointing this is a podcast I know but uh, it's, it's steep good luck yep Right, helicopter flying over. We are at the kink on the run into the cutting. This is about as sketch as it gets, isn't it? Uh, how was your nap? We, we needed it. <laughs> we haven't even got to the steepest part yet, dude. Other side of the cutting. What a uh, what a piece of road. The drop down to driver's right is extraordinary. And just seeing the, the interesting bits of history here, the old metal uprights for the Armco that used to be here are still there. They just built the concrete wall in front of them. Yeah, n- narrow the track up a bit, yeah, cool. Because just, just that's exactly what this piece of road needs, is to be more narrow. Uh, we once saw the albino kangaroo driving yeah. up here once, didn't we? Correct. And actually, just backing back to Griffith's Bend, you could see at the start of the ripple strip a really sharp bit on the back edge of the kerb. It's still there. They've panned over it. That's ready to roll for race weekend. You don't want to be hitting that because uh, we've seen over the years that has been diagnosed as the bit of ripple strip that causes tyres to go flat around here, and it seems to be still there. Uh, we've added horses to the list. I can uh, list. I can see a dog up there at the residence by the tennis courts at the cutting. Uh, so the wildlife count continues. No kangaroos yet, though. I reckon Conrod Strait, there'll be plenty, which is exactly where you want one. I just can't get over this drop here. Like <laughs> you, know, I've seen, you see it every year, but here looking at it, it's 30, 40 metres straight down a cliff. Like, if something ever went over the fence here, like Arky, Unky Marcus tried to turn 2005, <laughs> it'd still be going. Your, your next stop is Orange. We're just about at that point, aren't we, where the track was jammed. There'd been a massive shunt, which was a well-articulated piece of uh, concrete from Uncle Neil. But, um, yeah, what, what extraordinary piece of road. So narrow. And once again, TV fails to do how steep it is justice. And some of these trees, they're massive. They're old. And we've seen and, a tree fall on the track before. And this one here, like un- literally under the gum tree, they talk about when you fire up into the kink, straighten the car up. Can you believe they overtake going up into here? Oh, that's outrageous. It's ambitious. Really, outrageous. But half the roots on this tree are all exposed. It's outrageous. Sign of it, people cruising around. We'll continue walking. Uh, the cutting next. Well, we're at the cutting mark on this special on the grid lap of Mount Panorama. Um, and we've had the very cool circumstance of bumping into the locals, which is great. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Could you tell us your name, for starters? Uh, my name's Susie Edwards, and I'm from the Cutting Mount Panorama. This uh, must be a cool place to live. It's a fantastic place to live. Um, we bought on the mount because we're motor racing enthusiasts, and we want to um, build the sport and provide accommodation and just give everyone the experience of living on the mount. 
It's pretty nuts. I mean, I'll follow your Instagram and you're up here documenting when it snows during the year because it's a go-to place because you're all over the socials. It's fantastic. And you've got quite a view here. You've got viewing platform. How many people do you have during race week? Um, during race week, we've only um, had it to family and friends at the moment. Um, what we've been doing is we've been doing a lot of renovations over the last um, two years to get it to like a, a top boutique quality um, accommodation stay. So we're just doing the finishing touches now um, to the house and to the property. And so we're yeah, it's it's um, it sleeps up to 18 people. So with six bedrooms, five and a half bathrooms, you know. Heated pool, tennis court, play basketball down the back. It's got everything here you want. Why aren't we staying here? <laughs> <laughs> but tell you what, what a view. I mean, it's the corner where so much always yeah. happens here. Oh, it's the fa- best corner because all the crashes. One out of three crashes happen here. <laughs> and I was up here with my sister last year and I'm like, oh, it's getting a bit boring. No one's crashing. And then, yeah, we had a few crashes. We had Jamie Courtney crash on that. and. Yep. We had, um, uh, you know, it's Wind Cup was here as well for when he crashed on Bathurst last year. So it's fantastic. You see right up with the motorsport, but when even the best lose it on the corner. <laughs> You've got two very lovely dogs. How do they go with the racing cars? <laughs> the cattle dog pup, which is, um, she's oblivious to it. She'll be, she can sit up here with me. Uh, the staffy has, um, what's the word? He has to put on happy pills because he's <laughs> petrified of the V8 oh, noises. Right. So he's not a fan of, of them, but he's slowly getting better. We had him up here uh, for the Bathurst Challenge sitting in the car, and he was quite happy. Yeah. Um, we're just waiting for the, the big, loud noise of the V8 supercars to see what happens. What's it like living here during the year? Living here during the year, it's just, it's just amazing. Like, we're the second highest house on the mountain, and you see all over Bathurst, and it just, the views up here, up here sometimes um, and that's surreal we're there but then other times you know we we get really hot 40 plus days um, you know we were hit by the drought two years ago yeah. um, and that's decimated a lot of our English gardens but we're we're back and we're becoming more sustainable in how we do our garden down here and massively wet lately I can't believe the amount of standing water around at the moment yeah it's it's just it's amazing you know we we had two years ago, we are lucky to get 200 mils in a year, um, and we get 200 mils within a month. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it's it's different. But it's amazing when you see here, you see the, the storefronts move across Bathurst, mm. um, and so you just get a different experience living here on the mound. You do get some ripper storms here. Um, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with everything you're doing with the accommodation side of things. I think we'll have to book in at some point. Just for a holiday. Yeah, exactly. Not during <laughs> racing. We're too busy. Um, your garden's looking excellent. I know the TV guys are here setting up the cameras, so it's got to look pretty for TV. But um, thanks for your time and enjoy your race week. Yeah, no worries. Right, we are standing now at one of the most famous bits of Mount Panorama. Uh, put yourself back into the very early 1980s and there's a blue Ford Falcon strewn across the racetrack. Chris Economaki on television calling people a pack of animals. All sorts of stuff going on. This is where the rock happened, Mark Walker. Put yourself back. You're a young Queenslander. You're a mad Dick Johnson fan. It's a seminal moment in the sports history. Yeah, no good. <laughs> uh, this corner, when you just watch the race on TV, you don't realise that it's a proper big boy corner because yeah. you, you walk around it it's a blind bend you can't see around the other side of it uh, and also where the TV camera location is it's nice and elevated so you can sort of see up and down and around the blindness of this corner but it masks the fact that the cars do get jacked up on two wheels as they come around here it's uh, they're under full power full load and they're coming right out here to the wall where we are and judging by the marks on the road somebody has had an absolute Dick Johnson here yeah. look uh, fairly fairly sudden impact wasn't it yeah it's amazing how blind this place is as we run up towards Reed Park and the big bank on driver's right where the fans sit and the flags hanging out over the uh, over the fence so apologies for the wind it is very windy up here today which turns out we're at some elevation who would have known uh, 
magical bit of road. And again, just little pointers to the history, like the old concrete retaining blocks that have held this wall up for however long this wall has been here. All still there. Amazing vista out. But the Bathurst Regional Council's new walkway just rejoins the circuit here. So it started on the exit of Griffin's Bend on driver's left and weaves its way up. So you avoid the steepest part of the road. It comes up behind the cutting and then rejoins the other side of Solomon Park. And you can walk all the way along to the new sky deck uh, at McPhillamy at Skyline, which we'll get to uh, in about 15 hours' time, the way this walk's going. So it's not going quick, is it? It's not. It's not. But then again, neither of us are particularly fit. What an amazing piece of road, though. And like everything, and we'll say it a lot, it doesn't show you how blind that left-hander is. And remember, that's the hump where they used to get a short shift into a gear or the cars would get that flare of the revs when they go over the rise and then they turn the car into the left-hander, almost rub this fence there on driver's left and then turn the car into what is a remarkably steep and blind entry into Reed Park, which is where you will find us next. Just in addition to what we were talking about, Mark, it, it it's never really called a corner, is it? Because it often gets muddled up with what is Reed Park into Solomon Park, but there's a big quarry down driver's left, which is now something of a retention basin for all the water that runs off this joint, and a lot of it. Uh, so it's technically Quarry Bend, but it's a name that's never really stuck. Maybe we should bring it back. And also notice on the flag point here that uh, there's remnants from races past where the marshals have listed all the numbers down for whatever reason that they were keeping score so uh, that's interesting maybe they're the ones that have had their shut perhaps I don't know <laughs> carry onwards we are standing now Mark uh, opposite the Solomon Park sign so we've climbed up the hill the one in six gradient one in six gradient means that for every six metres of distance travelled you grade uh, one metre of distance up or one unit of measurement. I think it's metres in this instance. Steepest bit of racetrack. Oh, I don't think it matters. It no, could be anything, could it? freaking steep. So, uh, Reed Park named after Huey Reed, who was a council engineer who helped redesign parts of this circuit um, to make it better for car racing. Solomon Park now, we're looking across spectator banks, an epic place to watch racing. You're a photographer. Good photography points up here. Looking back across under the old Mark Taylor Bridge, which is now a Walkinshaw Amarok V6 bridge, which is disappointing. Um, well, I mean, the VW Amarok, bloody, yeah. it's the same outlines. As Mark Taylor. As yeah. his head. Absolutely. Uh, hello to everyone listening through the Radio Show Limited network of channels in the UK. Uh, the ashes are coming up. Mark Taylor, what a cricketing god. Uh, great shot they're looking out over the city of Bathurst. And this has been a photo that's been taken for 50 years. It's amazing. One of the things, especially, is when you compare an old photo from the 80s to a photo from now, how much more of Bathurst there is in the background. The problem is with this photo is that it's mildly terrifying and you don't want to be standing there for too long. Well, at least I don't because you've got to crouch down low. So you're not you're not really getting away. There's catch fence, but uh, it's mildly frightening because it's very, very fast and things go wrong here very quickly. Uh, we noticed campers already yeah. piling in. Fair few campers there. We'll have a gander a bit further along how they're going. But one thing with the spectator bank up here, it's so much bigger than it used to be because when they dug out the back of the pit paddock area in 2003, they put all the dirt mm. up on top of the banks here on top of the mountain. So there's so much more spectating space up here for all the punters, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's infinitely larger, this place now, than it was in the 70s, 80s, even yeah. 90s, wasn't it? And uh, it, it, everyone likes to compare era to era and crowds to crowds, but I don't think there's any doubt that the great race we know and love now, in normal times especially, has a, a significantly larger portion of campers and a significantly larger portion of actual spectators than it has in the past, which is what makes it such a mecca. And one of the landmarks up here are two big telecommunications towers. Because this is the tallest hill <laughs> yes. anywhere around here, they've actually got three as well, another one out the back there. I do remember in 2004 someone climbing the one in oh, the middle. Okay. I didn't see him come down. I assume it worked out well for him. Yeah. But uh, I'd say he'd had a couple of beverages by that stage. Well, the 2004, you, you, did you document that on a story on the racetalk.com? We might uh, just bump that back towards the front of the page, I think. <laughs> Good luck. In race week. If you're listening to this, head to the racetalk.com. Right, Solomon Park looking to our, well, straight ahead now. We go towards, well, it's the great, isn't it? It's just great. Super. Great. Let's go. Right, we are standing now on a bit of road which is... 210 kilometres an hour, full compression. We are on the exit of the metal gate mark, but a uh, metal grate, I should say. But what we've, we've just play you right now, we'll insert this in a, a little minute of ambient audio that we've just recorded. Have a listen to this. Now, I don't know if you could hear it, I don't think we could hear it on the audio, but no. 
but we definitely heard it as we were walking past was the sound of frogs. Now, the reason we bring this up, and we haven't had drugs, could be the attitude going to our head, but anyway, the other name for Metal Great is Frog Hollow, and it appears on some old track maps, but there's no official documentation of why the hell it's called Frog Hollow, but it is. And as we walked past, we heard some frogs. So I'm going to gather that at some point in the dark ancient history of Mount Panorama, people walking here heard some frogs and said, well, that's Frog Hollow, and it's a hollow in the ground. Uh, discuss. I, I see what you did there. Um... That spectator just had a stack trying to get over the fence, which um, a bit early in the weekend for that sort of for a reason. <laughs> that sort of caper, isn't it? All the uh, signs are looking pretty schmick, except for the sign event one. They've obviously yeah. keep theirs till last. Yeah, which is it's been fenced at some point, hasn't it? One of the things up here noticed that when they built the concrete wall and drivers left, they built it in front of the old tire wall, so mm. the sight lines are a lot tighter. You can't see, especially if you're in something low. You really banking on the marshals and the yellow lights around the track and hoping that whoever's pushing the button is all over it because you can't see around these corners and you're like you said you're going 200 plus k's an hour and you just can't see i mean this is fast at 60 isn't it in a road car but it's just such a horn piece of road and as we look at driver's direction um the walter j mcfilmy park gates aren't far away the john hinksman vista driver's left coming up um we're going to head across to brock skyline now and uh, check out the massive vista but this is just an extraordinary piece of road ain't this what a genius idea to build a racetrack here seriously the uh walter j mcfilmy park gates uh and you've bumped into someone you know this is fairly typical <laughs> Sir, what is your name and what are you doing here? <laughs> Dale Saddles is my name, formerly of the Bathurst Hilton in Paddock, but we're having a year off and we're up here at the McPhillany, staying with some friends who run the Panorama Palace, and they've been doing that for sort of 40 plus years. And so we came up and set up yesterday and chilling out and found a few dry spots and we were uh, <laughs> settled in, it's all pretty good. But to the credit of the organisers, they had uh, key staff up here yesterday, events management people, to direct people if your site was underwater or whatever. They had a couple of truckloads of um, chip bark down there, moved a few people around so that they, when they set up, they set up on something that's dry and firm. And the wind's blown all night yesterday, no rain, and it has dried significantly. So we're sort of starting to uh, head in the right direction. I guess there'll be another wave of people come in today. Would you ordinarily be up here this early or would you come later in the week? But given this is such a massive event, uh, you know, it's... Well, normally I'm in the paddock. Yeah, OK. And so in the paddock and I visit up here once. Yeah. So uh, once during the week usually. So uh, my... I haven't camped up here since 1975, so <laughs> it's been a long time. And... Uh, uh, so I don't know what the crowd numbers would normally be up here Saturday, Sunday. But would you normally set up in the paddock this early? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're down there full full steam ahead at the moment, Sunday mornings. Yep. We have three days to set up down there, and yep. uh, and then we've, Sunday night we've got about three hours to pull it all down <laughs> and pack it away. <laughs> so we've got, the, we've got the burger shop, we've got the Forex Gold Bar here, we've got the schnitzel shop, we've got a new addition over there is a, a kid's playground, we've got the motocross track down the back. It's a bit of a civilisation up here. Yeah, plenty to do. And that Red Top Soccer Club food outlet there is renowned. It's about, I was just saying, that's my Sunday lunch right yep. there. Yep. Well, people on social media during the week, were they put up their opening times and, and uh, menu and that sort of thing. And Margaret, who runs it, she must be a bit of an icon up here because uh, people were swearing by their egg and bacon rolls for <laughs> breakfast and then their barbecues for lunch and their chips and, you know, so... Uh, it's interesting to see such love on social media for a food outlet. Well, look, some of these bigger camps up here, and like you'd run with the Bathurst Hilton, it's what you live for because they prepare all year, like the contraptions and the fridges and the jennies and just thinking of the setup and how to improve things each time that they come up here to the top of the mountain. The planning usually starts when you're trying to pack everything up in a few hours. <laughs> the trip home Monday is uh, when the planning begins for the next year. But I see there's some outfits around here, those huge marquees, that uh, I think one of those is Marty Circus or something used to have been coming for yeah. decades and decades. They're, uh, they're absolute icons of the mountain up here. And, and, and the average age, of course, is getting a little older, so the people putting up the campsites are... Uh, Yes, they're uh, well experienced. <laughs> Compared to 1975, how much more civilised is it up here? Um, 
I don't think we remembered a lot about 75. <laughs> but it was... Um, oh, life hasn't changed a lot. I mean, you suddenly become uh, new neighbours, new friends. You're here for the same reason, the magic of the mountain uh, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, we're driving later model vehicles and we've got better jennies or power and things like that. Toilets are better and uh, the infrastructure is pretty good. Drainage, food. So it's all improved, but it's... It hasn't lost a lot of its old feel. Pretty good. Does the uh, Hilton come back next year? Yeah, next year, bigger than better. Yeah. We would have had 40 people here this year. Wow. Yeah, and, and 15 of those were from WA, and they still wouldn't be able yeah, to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in fact, only two of our people at the Hilton come from New South Wales, and they were both in LGAs in Sydney that were in lockdown oh, right. up until only you yep. know, some weeks ago, and the rest of us are all interstate, yeah. and some from New Zealand. So uh, none of us would have been able to travel and make the plans to make the bookings of the, the marquee and the infrastructure we needed to book for then. Yeah. Back when we would have had to, we were all in lockdown. So um, everybody sort of agreed that next year we'll do it. And is this is this for you? You've been coming here for so long. Is this like a bit of a release after the last two years? A bit of a almost a return to normality in a way. In a way, yeah. yeah. The road trip you had on so Friday coming up was good, and um, yeah, you see other people on the road, and you, you, you pick out the vans and the trailers that are all heading the same direction, yeah. and then on some of the back roads to get through to Cowra and that sort of thing. Yeah, magic. That's good. Have a good week. We will. Thank you. It's taken a long time. That's <laughs> fair thing. I'm taking a long time. Pretty slow at this stage of the game. But we're now Brock Skyline, literally Brock Skyline. You're leaning against the sign here where all the little messages are written. Yeah, Brock, standing on the E of Brock's Skyline and looking back towards McPhillamy Park. It was cool to catch up with Dale, uh, Camping Dale, not TRT's Dale, uh, in the campgrounds and cool to see so many people already here, which was just fantastic. And it's nice to get the live feedback that they're um, quite proactive in making sure that. The campgrounds are in good shape and everything's up to spec and there has been so much water here. Um, we're standing over exactly opposite what was the Castrol Tower for all the years. It's put coats now, I think, but um, that is Bathurst's make-out point. I think it's the it? G-rated way I can say it. And there are multiple stories of friends who used to work at, at Bathurst Council that there would be reports of break-ins into the tower and level three or on the roof even um, roof. would be the place that the youth in their um, what's the word I'm looking for um, oh, desire for a, a special view, I'm using special in inverted commas, overlooking the vista of the great town of Bathurst the city of Bathurst that would be the place they would go. What, what have happened to the backseat of a Corolla? Well, not good enough for the people well, of Bathurst. What, what's, why have the backseat of a Corolla when you can go on the top of Castrol Tower at the literally the highest point at Mount Panorama? So you can see the original. Well, it's not the original. They've been mm. previous iterations yes. of the tower, but the middle core of the building has been sort of added to over the years with um, mm. big sort of corporate structures on the outside of it. I've commentated from up there. Yep. Back at uh, yep. Easter back in the day. Yep. Great view. It was a poor commentary those days. <laughs> Almost done. I think it was done over the phone. Yep. It was uh, pretty wild. Uh, over your shoulder, Richard, uh, first skippy sightings of the week, just down the hill from the Mount Panorama, which is just all painted rocks, yep. white painted rocks on the side of the hill. Uh, Bathurst is just painted onto the grass, but a little bit beyond there we see some skippies. Mm. Lo- loads of water on the infield, although we, uh, we've been here all week, and um, the amount of standing water behind the uh, the Harness Racing Club and things like that on the old Vale Road, which was the old Vale Circuit, which we can see from here, which you and I drove Saturday this weekend. And, and I went yes. back again. Yeah, it's <laughs> utterly terrifying. So for those that don't know, racing was in this area well before they made Mount Panorama in, in the early 10s and 20s and then up to about 1937 when they ultimately built this place. It was opened in 1938. And uh, there's a little plaque for those that don't know. Um just before you get to the bridge, the overpass here at uh, at Brock Skyline, there's a, a little bridge where they actually physically opened the racetrack in 1938, late in 38, with the mayor and um, uh, all Reed and all the various dignitaries when they when they opened this place. So little little reminders you can find all the way around this place. And now we look towards drivers' view, and the road just plunges off into the abyss, doesn't it? 
I like this bit because it's very much downhill. Um, <laughs> for the punters, you know, you talk about the evolution of the spectator facilities here over the years. You know, they put the sand trap in after the big what up here that ended the 1981 race. But then when they re-sculpted it after, you know, in the mid-90s, it made a real nice big amphitheatre up yeah. here and it fits a lot more people in and they've got much better sight lines of the cars as they buzz through which is cool. And this point here, you're standing next to the tower. You are two and a half metres above the cars, but a metre back from the road. It's an unbelievably close vantage point. And just beyond that is the rocky outcrop looking out over the S's down towards the Dipper, which is probably the most perilous photo point in Australian motorsport, not necessarily for the 12-hour, for the 1,000, but for the 12-hour, because every photographer and their dog hangs off the cliff to get the sunrise shot as the sun comes up over the Blue Mountains, Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm glad as the media manager for that event, I don't see that at all. I go see the photos, they're amazing, lovely, but uh, perilous, real perilous, because this is such a fast, fast bit of road. Well, let's see if we can do the second half of the lap somewhat quicker because, I mean, it'll probably be Tuesday by the time we finish this. I mean, we really want to get this show out and about. We do, but I think the timing's working for us, Mark, that by the time we get to the Apex Bar and Grill at the Ridges, it'll be lunchtime and time for a celebratory beer. You're a good operator, Crail. Let's do it. Well, uh, earlier the legs were hurting for the climb. Now they're hurting for the descent. Uh, as we stand at what is this year the Toyota Gazoo Racing, uh, lo- there is a lot of gazoo going on here. Dipper, which is just so ridiculous. I'd say gazoo sales are going to go right up after this. There's a lot of gazoo going yeah, on here. I reckon like three, two gazoos up is where most people ultimately, if they shunt out of the dippers, where they end up parked. So, uh, But there's 600 gazoos here, Richard. There are a lot of gazoos going on there's no doubt what a cool piece of road and just uh looking back up i mean the elevations how is this not steeper than the cutting i don't understand like who measured it i think they did it wrong yeah i I agree with you yeah maybe it's like direction of travel no steepness i don't know steepness is a gradient this is gradient gradient is a universal constant that is as deep as you will ever hear on the grid get um yeah it's not much you can say really except it hurts to stand against the direction of the slope because the, your muscles on your ankles aren't supposed to bend that far. And you've got pretty weak ankles. Shocking, um, yeah. The, the rocks hanging off the cliff face there on driver's right just halfway down the S's. Yeah, they're not good, are they? They're in pretty poor order and there's a little fence there that's supposed to catch them, which just won't work. So hopefully uh, we don't have any seismic activity or <laughs> big things happen well, around here because it'll be an absolute mess. COVID aside, it's been the year of the earthquake, hasn't it? Yeah. In the old Melbourne. But uh, yeah, a rock falling down there would make Dick Johnson's accident look like a someone just a small shunt really yeah. that's a big crash yeah this this is incredible great vantage points of course um and on the inside uh, a new tv platform which they haven't had a camera uh on the inside of the dipper for some years so cool that it looks like they're going to go the old jib cam option go that classic sort of sweeping shot as they they drop down uh what is a ridiculous amount of uh, elevation change so we're now looking down towards the elbow through the s's which are like every other part of this t- uh, racetrack tighter faster and more perilous than tv makes them look to be oh let's do it it's a long way down it's fine we're only halfway but i like our timing and uh we're given i know we started at four o'clock in the morning but it'll be midday by the time we get to the chase fingers crossed <laughs> Richard, can I suggest that advertising works? Yeah, I'm pretty keen for pizza right now. I'm not going to lie to you because we're standing at uh, Forest's Elbow, uh, which is this year sponsored by Pizza Hut. And uh, I'm pretty keen for some Pizza Hut. Do you reckon they've put some extra staff on for Sunday night? I bloody hope so because there uh, sure is a lot of Pizza Hut branding, almost as much Pizza Hut as there is Gazoo. So you can go down in your... GR Racing 86 and pick up some Pizza Hut while talking on your Boost mobile mobile phone. What a cool corner named after uh, Arthur Jack Forrest who had the uh, misfortune of shunting his bike here and ground his elbow off. So it's Forrest's elbow. Um, He is a Queenslander like you. Banana Bender. Um, So that's how this place got its name. Cool corner, one of the most critical on the track, as you'll hear everyone in commentary talk to, because uh, if you get this right, you get a good run down Conrad, you can block or defend or whatever. But again, this level of elevation change at this point just is not conveyed adequately on television, Mark. I, I know we say that everywhere we go here, but it truly is astonishing. 
I'm just uh, inspecting the tyre barrier here, how it's constructed with uh, garbage, dirt, <laughs> debris, trees. Uh, they've got some chains going through, so the tyres are chained to the fence. They've got a rubber belt in front. There's a caterpillar. Huh. Uh, then they've got some wires that have been welded down the inside of all the tyres, holding them around in three places. So they're kind of banking on the fact that that tyre wall's not going to move anywhere. Yeah, well... And the conveyor, it never ceases to be, mate, the conveyor belt's hard. Like, you know why people have their cages rattled when they crash into these things. Hey, I learned something on this walk, and you pointed out to me, was the little memorial to Ron Toombs, the motorcycle racer, which is coming down through the S's. Um, it's hidden behind a, a Boost Mobile sign, but um, really lovely little memorial. He, he crashed his bike there in, uh, what, 1979, in what we can only assume was a pretty bloody horrific accident. Yeah, no, good. And actually, the, the skids from Chas Mostert's yeah. stack are still visible. That was six years ago. Still there. Did we... Uh, what, what was the outcome of the officials who dived off the back of that? Because it's quite a large precipice off the back of that Marshall's Point. I can only imagine they fell down the hill and stopped rolling several weeks later. Well, you, you look at the Marshall Points with all the shade, and, you know, that all just got smashed off by the catch fence that mm. Chas hit. And they're a solid piece of engineering. It's not like they're a flimsy little shade cloth like they're built to last and that car absolutely smote that so uh, fingers crossed we never see anything like that again smote indeed and if you want to see that car and the, the damage to the shell head to the national motor racing museum down at hell corner uh, murray's corner i should say final corner and uh, go and see brad and the team there and the, that shell was donated by the artist formerly known as pro drive racing australia now tickford to the museum so it's on display there you can check it out Lots of work is still getting around, all the sign people and all the camera people, especially uh, setting things up and getting all the wiring done. It's a complex task, isn't it? Because there's all the you know, wired-up redundancy, but then there's a lot of RF stuff as well yeah. for the cameras, for the in-car cameras and whatnot. The irony is, with this place being a government-funded venue, the infrastructure is actually quite good, and it's evolved over the years. So there's fibre optic runs the whole way around the track now, which got put in about 10 years ago. Um, for TV to plug into. And when they spent some money on the track, they went, oh, well, what do you need to make your life easier? So, yes, there's still kilometres of cable laid, and look, we can see some of it behind us here, race-taped various bits and, and trailed around the circuit, but there's much less than what there would have been back in the day because the circuit's got the infrastructure built in because the Bathurst Regional Council can do that because they're the Bathurst Regional Council, and that's what they do. So, very cool. So, uh, what we amble past Brossard Goldfields next. We'll have a look at the place on Conrod Strait. Barossa Goldfields? Barossa Goldfields? Oh, Bathurst break. Goldfields. Well, there is a Goldfields in the Barossa. Visit well, the Barossa. The Hilton huge sickness should be wearing off by now. Really. Sorry, I'm very tired. It's race week. <laughs> we are standing now, Mark. I, I tell a lie. We're sitting now as our tour... Dad, the Daddy's back hurts. Yeah, yeah my legs are bugging. Uh, at the entry to the fastest corner in Australia, Mark. It is, 100%. The chase, the kink, uh, we're looking across to the Mount Panorama Resort, which looks spectacular, I've got to say. No, not to be confused with the ridges. No, 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 it's the slightly more down-to-earth version of the ridges. And behind us, literally where we're sitting on this piece of Conrad Strait, is the old Bathurst Drive-In, uh, which was quite famous for being a drive-in. Uh, those don't exist anymore, apparently. Uh, and now is an RV park for camping and tenting and things like that. So... Pano Resort, amazing, and the property that it sits on is uh, opened up and they have campers sitting there uh, and staying there. And at the Liquid Molly Bathurst 12 hour, we've got to send a shout out to Mark to the team at Shakedown because that is where they inherit and they are rabid 12 hour fans and we love them for it. Uh, no, Brad, I don't have an entry list yet, but it, it will come at some point soon. Um, Conrod Drive Through, they've got about a six hour logo there too. Outstanding. So, We've walked down Conrod. There's the gold fields up the top there. There's a property that just sold, so that you'll see some big sold signs as the cars bust down Conrod. They've done the real estate company's done a nice job of advertising the fact they've sold that property just in time for the great race. Quite big banners, and they're on private property, so I don't think there's much supercars can do about it. It's a little bit of free advertising. But it was actually a schmick pop property there. Yeah. I wish uh, it'd be good if punters could actually get in there because that'd be the nicest place to watch the, the race from. Uh, we've just gone past 505 Conrod Strait, A and B, uh, which sold for upper twos a couple of years ago. And uh, I had a quick search around real estate and it's now valued somewhere at 3.2 or 3.3. So uh, re real estate on Conrod Strait on Mount Panorama full stop is limited and it's now 
uber expensive if you want to live here, understandably so. Yeah, a couple new houses on the inside as well. well. There's a really big one and a smaller one, so there's still, uh, you know, we said there was 40-odd properties around here. It's probably 41 now. Yeah, big old grand designs joined, isn't it? Big grey monolith slab of a building with a big mountain panorama sign in the background. But there's an orchard too. Uh, we don't know. Look, I'm no fruit and veg enthusiast. Clearly, I mean, just look at me. I'm just I'm nowhere in that sort of <laughs> sphere. But there's uh, some sort of orchard up there. Yeah. So I think they're avocados. They're not. Somerset Orchard is the name of the place. And as we sit here, I've not googled them yet. We'll do that afterwards once this podcast is put to bed, and we'll have that information later. But uh, well, they, just they look listen, like avocados. listen for six days straight to the yeah. call on TV. I'll drop it in somewhere. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yep. I like it. Uh, so we're not far away. And, and our timing is going quite well because as we now talk, it's just before midday and we're not far away from the Apex Bar and Grill at the Chase at Ridges Mount Panorama Resort, which I think will be our uh, next stop on the exit of uh, the fastest corner in Australian motorsport, which is the entry to the Chase. Just in case you didn't know, fastest corner in Australian motorsport. Did you know we're contractually obliged to mention that in every broadcast? Oh, I thought it was just a Mark Scafism. No, 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 we are. It's, it's mandatory. You have to say it. You have to say it. How cool is this joint, though? Seriously. Not bad. Bloody long way up from the top over there where we're looking at. And this uh, it never has a concrete wall been so comfortable to sit on for five minutes. <laughs> it's going to be a battle for me to make this last one kilometre. It's no good. Uh, we'll carry on walking. Uh, we will reconvene at the exit of the chase. Right, Mark. Well, we've exited the chase. We're now walking past Ridges Mount Panorama Resort, uh, Apex Bar and Grill down the bottom here. Good place to stop for a beer, which I think is on the cut. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Who's that? Is that Who's, that's TV's Matt Nolte. <laughs> oh, look at this. Our exclusive uh, on the grid uh, track walk preview. We bumped into one of Australia's many leading motorsport commentators. Um, and it had to be here, didn't it? Oh, what, a, what a place. I mean, it's almost like we staged this, seriously. Right? <laughs> Incredible. Uh, we've just walked Mount Panorama. You've been living here for a week. How could you not live here? What a place. Mm. And what a place to walk. Yeah, you've been around it yet? Uh, not walking this week, sadly, um, but for other reasons. But I've div- driven probably three or four laps of it. You never get sick of it. You never uh, go, oh, this place sucks. Well, look, I'll give you the tip. You made good life choices by not walking it. Because the first stack of the weekend good was... smart. Very smart. Yeah. Uh, it was nearly M Walker, ace over, base over Apex, halfway down Conrod. It's a bit, bit wet. It's Yeah, it's been incredibly wet here all week. Uh, I got here Monday... And this is the driest it's been, so hopefully that's the last of the wet stuff we'll see. But it's Bathurst, we, you know, anything can go. But what a place. Who, who would have thought you'd have a hotel mm. on the side of a racetrack? 15 years ago, when I came here as a spectator, sat up on the hill here, and this was just all scaffolding. And now we've got two of them next to two premium racetracks in the country. It's amazing. How, how does this... I've, I've stayed here before, but you, you stayed here the week. Give us the uh, the on-the-grid review of... No, of, uh, of Ridges Mount Panorama Resort. Well, we've all stayed in plenty of hotels in our lives, but I love this hotel because the walls are all concrete, so you actually don't hear anybody else around the place. The windows are really, really uh, secure and thick, so you don't hear any of the noise outside. It's just a pity I can't afford the fee. Maybe Krause can afford the fee to stay here for the week, but certainly I can't. Yeah, Tech goes beyond the accommodation <laughs> budget. Yeah, the concrete walls blocks the snoring out when you're in the room next door. Yeah, there's a couple of cracks in the wall. They're from the next door, but not from me. But how good's this week? going to be though Ooh, big isn't it got a bit on yeah <laughs> just a tad how many categories are you calling uh i'm up to four possibly okay. five yeah but um i was saying to a friend yesterday this is one of those events that you kind of wish you were just spectating or sitting at home watching on tv because you'll never see anything like this again here yeah. not this many categories the premium categories in the country all racing at one event this is something special and we'll never see again but how cool is it going to be mm. and it's the finale it's the finale like championships on the line supercars obviously not but it's a Bathurst 1000 so who cares but you know TCR title TCM yeah. title GT World Challenge Carrera Cup has a round to go but that's pretty cr- crunch time in the championship there's so much to play for in six days really isn't there it's huge I just can't believe us watching that paddock evolve in the last three days. Yeah. Even getting up this morning and seeing a lot of the transporters in, the campers have all arrived here now. And, you know, compared to 12 months ago, I know you guys didn't get the chance to be here, but it already feels like there's way more atmosphere than what there was 12 months ago. Well, there's already a bigger crowd than last year, isn't yeah. there? Oh, just the, the campgrounds. Like just the, since we started this lap several hours ago, there's uh, it's really filling up, which we, is cool to see. We started this lap about four o'clock this morning, so we, it's been a long way round. <laughs> We're very, very tired. I don't know about you guys. I, I've walked it several times, mm. even though the body won't show it. Outside of maybe Indianapolis, Le Mans, 
tracks like that, you don't get that shiver down the spine feel anywhere else in the country. I do with Adelaide, but that's special to me, and probably to you, Krause, yeah. as well. But to walk around here, especially at late afternoon when the, the wind's blowing, the sun's setting, you can just feel the history. You can actually feel the ghosts around here because, let's face it, there's people have lost their lives here over the years. Well, we've walked past several plaques, memorial plaques. In fact, you just pointed out that there was a, used to be one for Mike Bergman. We're looking at the bridge, that famous bridge now in armoral colours over the exit of the chase. Um, there used to be a Mike Bergman plaque because he was killed what, 20 metres from where we're standing mm. right now. Mm. So, yeah, you can feel the ghosts. It's like walking into Indy for the first yeah. time. We're, and yep. Daytona as well. You can feel the ghosts because it's got so much history. Uh, what's your favourite point of this racetrack? All of it, from start That's to finish. That's not an answer, Matthew. Um, I, I genuinely like that little run from the top of Solomon Park down to the skyline, mm. but I just can't believe how quick you drop from the Dipper to Forest Elbow. <laughs> we pulled up in the car the other day and said, have a look down there, that's Comrade Strait, and it's felt like it was 50 or 60 metres down. Mm. Oh, probably S's. Mm. I think, I don't know, there's no one spot, like, a lot of tracks, you know, go out and take photos, you think... This corner, yeah, that's yeah. The, the go-to favourite place. But you don't have that here. You just don't. Yeah, it's all epic. I, 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 finally, I love the bottom of the mountain because the top is epic and it, it's the best bit of road in the country. But there's so much soul down here. Yeah. And even with the new pit building, it's done so well. And, and I spend so much of my working life down here in the media centre with the 12-hour or in the commentary box with you and the rest of the team. And it's for mine, it's that 6am Sunday morning when the, the campgrounds smoke and the mist and the sun coming up and you see the mountain revealed. And that, that for mine, is incredibly special. As a road, bit of road, you can't go past Metal Great for mine. It's incredible. But just from an atmosphere point of view, I love that early morning rush. I can't wait to see that again on Sunday. Even if it's yeah. slightly reduced from what it has been in the in the big years, I, I don't care. I just I just want to have that anticipation for Bathurst that completely lost last year. That's yeah, all I'm after. I, I totally agree. Like, even when we commentated from last year, we were in the top of the tower, and it just didn't have that connect with the crowd because you were so far above everything anyway. Uh, going back to your pit comment, isn't it funny how we caught the new pit building? It's 17 years old this year. <laughs> and the building before it was only 17 years yeah. old and they tore that down. Yeah. And like, Some of us were lucky to actually work in that old pit building too when it used to be like, it was never a garage. It was more just, what do you call it, a car <laughs> hole? A car <laughs> hole? Because yeah. there was no, no roller doors on the back and the punters would often come up to the back there and watch what you were doing, which was cool. The, the media centre was a dungeon in the base of the James Hardy centre. Yes. It was like literally just cold, damp, awful. But now you've got this plush big thing with 160 seats and it. it's amazing yeah i just hope they don't get rid of summer or bridge i've been staring at that for the last yeah. six nights and that could tell a million stories i mean think of the cars think of the names that have been under that bridge over the years that is as steep to walk over as the bloody mountain yeah, yeah. <laughs> I- i've got to tell you the loudest thing that i've ever heard in my life was a nascar going underneath that when you're on top of the bridge yeah that's made largely of asbestos by the way yeah. yes <laughs> the james hardy special yeah. that one <laughs> Yeah, hello to the Bathurst Regional Council who do an amazing job looking after the facility. Uh, well, I think this is a great note on which to end this uh, special, unique version of On The Grid, uh, warming up for the great race this year, Mark. I've yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, look, there'll be a corresponding photo gallery yep. slash galleries. I think there's a lot of photos yeah. taken on this walk. So uh, check that out. And it corresponds with all the rubbish that we've been gibbering on for for however, however long we've been yeah, gibbering for. Long as long as podcast, not as long as the walk, though. <laughs> <laughs> not fit. I've got work to do. Isn't it funny how we, we would never walk anywhere else, but no. we'd walk the steepest mountain possible in the country. Going, yeah, I, I got it. I'm fit. Look yeah, at me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the uh, the 2014 of podcasts, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's an epic that never seems to end. Uh, thank you, mate. It's amazing. We should Randomly, bump, yeah. bump into you like if this. If you don't mind, I've got a beer to finish here and some work to do before the weekend. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, well, we're going to go find a beer now because I think we need to rehydrate seriously after that. Uh, to you listening at home, wherever you might be, enjoy the great race. Uh, we've enjoyed our walk we're going to go and recover for several hours Uh, thanks for listening enjoy Bathurst we'll see you next week on the grid this program is a radio show limited production tell your friends there's more at radiolamont.com